0: All oh. right. and Welcome to another episode of The Life of the Pride. My name is Leonard Presley, and I'm here with my co-host,
1: Shani Presley.
0: And we are so happy you have joined us again. As a disclaimer, we are not pretending to be subject matter experts, just sharing our experiences as we have traveled this journey. And also, we don't own the copyrights to this music. We just thought it set a really good mood for our discussion. So sit back and relax as we enjoy another episode of The Life of the Pride.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. We talked about how we met. And in that story, we talked about an orange Spreewell jersey dress. And how God orchestrated the everything about how we met, where it went from Leonard being stopped by a basically a brick wall, don't talk to her. And me not even paying attention, not even realizing that someone was trying to talk to me. But God made things happen in a way that it needed to happen to get us to meet at the point that we met because we were on two different walks of life. And this episode, we're really going to dive deeper into something that's really controversial throughout the churches, in the world, about dating unequally yoked. So, I hope you guys are ready for this one. This is going to be hot and heavy. Go ahead, Leonard.
0: Uh, so, if you like me and you grew up in and around church, I'm sure at some point you've heard the term that we should not be unequally yoked. It's uh, the scripture is in Second Corinthians six and fourteen, and it says, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers." For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Basically, saying the two things cannot agree when you one person is a bearer of the light and the other one is a child of the darkness that they will not agree. They don't have communion together. Um, they don't fellowship together. Um, but I think when we think about unequally yoked and dating, because dating happens in stages, I think it brings up a whole lot of questions as to where, you know, okay, at what point should I become worried about what this person believes or not believe? Mm-hmm. So, um, I want you to keep something in mind, and we don't want to sound too preachy, Mm -hmm. okay? We just want to tell you about both the spiritual aspect, because it's a big part of our lives, but also the practical aspect, even for people that don't attend church, about really looking at what somebody's fundamental beliefs and guiding principles are. Mm -hmm. Because if their fundamental beliefs and their guiding principles and morals are really different from yours, I don't care if you're a church person or not you're really setting yourself up for a, a, a rough way. I can't say it's impossible, but you're setting it up for hard to go. So we're gonna dive into some questions and see what we, what we can figure out here.
1: Okay, the first question is, what is considered unequally yoked? Like we said, in church settings, it's really controversial. My thoughts of unequally yoked goes to the spiritual aspect where you look at a person's belief, do you believe in God or do you believe there's a higher power? And if you're in a relationship where you have to convince the other person that there is a God, that Mm -hmm. there is a higher power, not just being a good moral standing citizen, that's not all it takes. Then you become, you start to compromise Mm -hmm. because your relationship with that person, that emotional tie that you guys have, you start to figure out ways to, Okay, let me make them feel okay to be able to stay with me to not think that, oh, I think there's something wrong with them. Right. And then you start to change some of the things that you do. And people notice those changes mm-hmm. when you're a believer, when you're a walker of Christ. So that's what I look at unequally yoked as, practically. Um,
0: I think, I mean, I couldn't disagree with that. I would like to think of it as, if you think about it, back in medieval time. One of the forms of torture they had called being drawn and quartered. I don't know if you ever heard about that. No. Uh, It was a gruesome, gruesome thing. But what they would do, like for this person, you know, prisoners of war and stuff. And again, this is gruesome. It's kind of hard to think about. But they would tie, they would take four horses and tie, you know, to, to people's legs and arms, each one of the horses Mm -hmm. And then the horses, they would have the horses walk in separate directions and stretch the person in all these directions. It would really, you know, basically is literally ripping the person apart. Mm -hmm. And now, but when someone is unequally yoked, when someone is not driven or moving with the same guiding principles, the person, each person is going to try to be, they're going to try to be holding on to what they believe Mm -hmm. and holding on to this person believes in something else. Yeah. So now they're going to constantly be a tug of war within themselves. They're going to feel this constant splitting of themselves. I want this person around. I want to please them, but this is what I believe in and I want to hold on to. And to me, that is so much extra stress, so much extra work rather than just building a relationship that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so, the Bible said, what fellowship, which means how can you develop a friendship? when you're fundamentally different. Mm. But this is why we talked about stages in the first part. If you go out with someone two, three, four times, you date them, you know, you go out every other week or whatever, and you're getting to know them.
1: Right, right.
0: If you find out that they're, you know, one of their beliefs is not just like yours, it's not like what you've been doing the last month, getting to know them, it's just wrong. Right. Because you didn't know that. That's that early stage of getting to know the person. Mm -hmm. But once you become very sure that this person's again and you're going to hear this word a lot tonight that their fundamental principles and their guiding principles are different than yours mm-hmm. that is a place where you really start to have to evaluate are these things that are going to work in this relationship long term
1: so we're talking about their outlook yeah on life their outlook on how am I going to live how am I going to respond to certain things how am I going to going to think about when we go out through tough times, Mm -hmm. is there something that's going to hold me in place?
0: Exactly. Okay. You know, I think one of my favorite quotes that I read, I was really into poetry. Um, I still am You know, I don't read as much as I would like to, but one of my favorite quotes about love says, love does not consist of gazing inward at each other. Mm -hmm. It consists of gazing outward in the same direction. Okay. So if people love each other, what they want and in, in its purest form is we're going the same direction, but I want to travel with you. Okay. When you're different at one of those foundational elements, you may want to be with that person, but at some point the roads of your life are going to start to diverge.
1: What do you think about, you say, gazing at the same direction? You both think about this. You both are gazing at the same direction, but someone sees further than the other. What do you think about that?
0: That they see further than the other.
1: Saying that this one sees to the Eiffel Tower, but the other one only sees the building that's in front of them.
0: Okay. I see that. But I guess that's a a kind of complicated question.
1: I know, right? Because
0: even if this person is seeing a goal that you haven't considered yet, the question still remains, do we agree in the best way to move forward from here?
1: Understood.
0: You know, and now the other part of that needs to be for that person that is seeing the Eiffel Tower, they need to make that goal very clear to the other person. Hey, I, you may not be able to see this, but this is what I'm seeing. And this is why I think it's something worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And now if you don't, even if you don't see that goal, but if you don't agree with that goal, now you've got an issue again.
1: Okay. So let, let's move on to that next question. So that brings us to this question. Is it dangerous to date? Unequally yoked.
0: Dangerous in what sense?
1: When I say dangerous, we are talking about you both are from two different lines, two different walks. For instance, I am a person that thinks it's okay to be promiscuous. Mm -hmm. And you're a person that feels like I should save myself for one person or it's not okay to be all over the place.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. There was a song once that said um, that we'll meet in the middle. You start walking my way and I'll start walking yours. We'll meet in the middle. Th- yeah, that's very dangerous because if I'm a person who is a believer and I think I'm and my belief is that I'm supposed to wait until I get married. Mm-hmm. But you're a person that believes that, you know, intercourse is just what you do. It's just part of the.
1: It's part of life. It's
0: just part of spending time together. hmm then somewhere somebody has to give or take.
1: Okay.
0: And being in the middle is a dangerous place to be, especially for someone who's trying to walk the straight and narrow. Mm
1: -hmm. Because
0: if you're walking the straight and narrow, there's no room to turn and go toward the middle. Mm
1: -hmm. You're supposed
0: to be going straight. So, yeah, in the spiritual sense, it is extremely dangerous. In the practical relationship sense, it is extremely dangerous. Because just mm -hmm. like we said in the the first segment of questions, if you... Are pulling in opposite directions mm-hmm. and trying to go the same way, that's just not going to work. You're right. just not going to end up in the same place.
1: Mm. Wow.
0: Okay. So another question is, what is a believer and an unbeliever? What mm. does that mean?
1: Okay. I will go back to to myself. I'm thinking about... When I truly became a believer, I believed that there was a higher power. Mm-hmm. I believed that there was a God, but I chose not to live in the life that God said in the Bible. That's what I see as an unbeliever. That, yeah, God exists, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I believe a believer is. They believe in God. They believe in the higher power. They believe in what is said in his word and try their best to live to what he says. We're not all perfect, Mm -hmm. but we try our very best. Mm -hmm. That's what I see it as.
0: And I agree with that. I think that's a a very accurate assessment. The unbeliever is a person who, what does it take to make me feel better, right? Or make me feel good personally. Yes. They pursue their own needs their own wishes with very little to no regard for what God says or what he asks us to do. A believer is a person who, because they are, especially if they're a follower of Christ, now they believe in something else. I don't know how to define that. But if they're a believer in Christ, they are very, very motivated to deny Mm themselves for God's sake, to do what he wants them to do to be able to be in his good standing Mm -hmm. because they know that's the best place for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, here again, fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. One person who I want what I want. Mm -hmm. The other person I want what God says is best for me, even if it's not what I immediately think I want. So now, again, uh, those fundamental principles are different. Those guiding morals are different. You're going to be headed in different directions. So yeah, unbeliever and believer, when you're talking from a spiritual point, that's what that's what you're talking about.
1: Okay. The next question is if you are in a relationship that is considered unequally yoked, fundamentally different, is it doomed or can it be salvaged?
0: If God intends for it to be, it'll be. Case in point, our relationship when we first started.
1: I thought about that.
0: You weren't saved, like yes. you said,
1: Mm-hmm. When we met,
0: mm-hmm. I was, I had been for quite some time. I got, I was saved at the age of 15. Right. So technically we were unequally yoked, but here's the difference. And this, and this doesn't make us, we didn't plan this. So mm-hmm. we can't say this is, we worked it out this way. You're say what
1: your thoughts are and I'll tell you what my thoughts okay. are. Okay.
0: The difference is the way God brought us together initially. Mm-hmm. If I would have come and talked to you, At that first football game, like we talked about in the last episode. Right. It would have probably led us to a much more destructive place Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: you were in a spiritual state that was no, in no ways compatible to mine. No. And God instructed me to not talk to you yet because you, he wasn't ready for you to meet me. Right. When I did meet you things that transpired in your life. You had seen God work in your life. Mm -hmm. And even though you weren't to a place where you were ready to surrender to him, your relationship with him was growing. Mm -hmm. So then you were walking toward him as I was walking toward him, even though I might've been further down the road.
1: Right.
0: So we were still again, and
1: that's what I was saying about that Eiffel tower and that building in front of your face.
0: Exactly. So in that case, if it's somebody who's new to the church and then you've been in the church a while, then yeah, that's different. But somebody who has no bearing or or no will or desire to walk toward God, that's, that is the height of danger. But
1: do you not look at it as can y'all not have a friendship? And I'm saying friendship, not of I'm hanging with you every day, but a friendship where I, if you, if you're willing, I introduce who God is to you.
0: Yeah. And we have to be friends, you know, We have to be friends with everyone. Right. God asks us, if we're going to be believers, God asks us to be friends with people because how can we share His gospel if we don't socialize and communicate and be on good rapport with people? Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to, as like we would talk about, fellowship and communion where you're sharing intimate and not intimate as in physically intimate, but you're being very personal and having a deeper connection with a person. That's where it gets different Mm -hmm. because if you're going to open up and let somebody, somebody kind of inside your emotional space, now they begin to have the opportunity to influence you. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, you can definitely be friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're not, you know, the Bible talks about us not being of the world, but we're in In the the world. So if we can't be in the world and be totally separate, and mm-hmm. and be kind of separationists from the world, because that way we can't even spread the news, of the gospel That's of right. Christ the way He wants us to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that we should just if you the first thing you ask somebody when you go on a first date, hey, are you saved? And they mm-hmm. say no, you get up and walk out. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. But when you begin to see that, okay, this is something that that might grow past where past just kind of friends and, mm-hmm. you know, hello, I see you. When I see you, we talk, we can enjoy conversation. If the relationship begins to grow past that, then you really have to evaluate, are we walking the same direction?
1: See, and that's what, when we go back to our relationship, when we did meet, remember, I told you I was in transformation. I was trying, something was different. I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And when the Lord introduced me to you when the time was right, mm-hmm. I started to see what was different mm-hmm. because I couldn't see what was different at the time. Mm-hmm. Even though God and the Holy spirit, they were trying to show me I was still living in darkness. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't see the difference. But when he presented the light through you, I was able to see what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was able to allow him to make the changes Mm -hmm. in my life to allow me, because I did have that fundamental. My mom raised me in the church. Mm -hmm. My mom's a preacher's daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, my whole family is in a church in Haiti, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how important being with God was. Right. So when my life started to change, I wanted a change, but I didn't know how to make that change. Right. right. So when we met, we were walking towards God together. Mm-hmm. So that's why it wasn't such a friction right, at first.
0: Exactly. And I think one thing we um in that phrase unequally yoked that often gets overlooked mm-hmm. is the word yoked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yoked means physically or like of a strong physical connection to it. If you think about a yoke of oxen, when they used to plow, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible uses a lot of agricultural parables, because that's what people understood. Mm -hmm. But when they would yoke them together, Mm -hmm. they would literally take pieces of wood and leather and tie these two animals together so that they had to move in the same direction and in concert together. So when we talk about yoke, this is why if you're friends with someone, if you're just dating someone or not, if you're just kind of, you see somebody and y'all go, to certain functions together, that that may not be the dangerous part. Mm-hmm. But when you are trying to build a relationship mm-hmm. in which an emotional, spiritual, and hopefully not, but a physical connection may take place mm-hmm. or be built, that is where you have to really evaluate. Mm-hmm. Because once that connection is built, I don't care what people say, people can always say, oh, I can drop people. at." The, yeah, you may be able to drop them, mm-hmm. but their impact on your life yes. is, is lasting. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what anyone tells you we are nothing more than the product of our collective past experiences. Right. So what we experience in our past mm-hmm. dictates who we are going forward in mm-hmm. each moment. Mm-hmm. So if you experience a relationship where you're unequal with someone, whether it be spiritual, whether it be career driven, whether it be educationally, whether it be whatever, whatever that, if that experience turns out to be one that is very damaging to you, mm-hmm. You're going to carry that damage with you. And even though you may not operate solely from that damage standpoint, you're going to have sensitivities and awareness about everything else you face. And that may prevent you from growing to your maximum potential in the next relationship. Mm. You see, that's Mm -hmm. why people have to realize there is no such thing as a connection. Even after it's broken, that doesn't affect you.
1: Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you, you go in, you go in with fear. You go in because thinking that maybe they might do the same thing that happened to me in the last relationship to me now. Exactly, and it's that maybe is what what really damages a lot of exactly.
0: people. exactly, and even and a lot of times it's even subconscious. It's not even something that's in the forefront of your mind Mm -hmm. because you tried to push that whole relationship or that whole experience out of your mind. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of way, way, way back. It's not something that's kind of constantly a part of your thought processes, Mm -hmm. but because it's a part of your experience, it's a part of you. Right. And people need to get away from this thing that, oh, well, I was connected to them, but now I'm not, and it's not affecting me. Yes, it is.
1: When that person comes around,
0: something changes.
1: changes.
0: When you hear a sound that sounds like their voice, your mind's going to trigger back to that memory. And, you know, they say the strongest, um, the strongest sense tied to our memory is smell. Mm -hmm. If if this person walks by and they got on the same perfume Mm -hmm. or they got on the same cologne, you know, you're going to have a reaction to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're in a situation or circumstance in another relationship Mm -hmm. that reminds you of that damaging relationship, you're going to reflexively act in a way based on what you experience. It's who we are. We are the product of our collective past experiences. Mm -hmm. Can we overcome these things? Can we have new experience to put us on different paths? Mm -hmm. Yes, but we have to grow to that point. So when you say yoked, and when we talk about dating and relationship, it's when you really start to form a connection with a person. Mm -hmm. Getting to know them you're just walking. There's no connection. You can either turn and go either way at any time. Right. But once you begin to connect yourself with someone, mm-hmm. identify yourself with someone, mm-hmm. that is where you really have to make sure.
1: And when that you say identify, you're talking about. When other people see you, they know if that's Leo, Shani's right around the exactly. corner. Or if you see Shani, Leo's right around the and corner. And then
0: identify yourself as well mm-hmm. as this person is a part of my life. Yes. That they are a part of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that is where we have to be very, very careful that if someone's going to be a part of our life, if they're going to be a part of who we are, mm-hmm. that they, that their fundamental and guiding principles agree with that. without them being that part of us.
1: Okay, so I'm about to throw this out there. In the church, the organization that we're in, they talk so much about, and you correct me if I'm wrong, this is from what I've heard, that your church organization shouldn't really mingle with outside church organizations, Mm -hmm. Mm dating-wise. How do you feel about that?
0: I think it's a... It's kind of a catch all and a protective mechanism that is put in place because the the doctrine, the beliefs that we have, especially regarding marriage and which is the ultimate relationship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can be so different from what other church organizations believe. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you look at it from that standpoint, that's why they think that. But what you have to realize is... But
1: sometimes I feel that they look at, if it's Baptist or... or- non-denominational that they're not going to stick even though we all are following Christ Mm -hmm. and a lot of these organizations may have different names, but the same doctrinal biblical beliefs are the same.
0: And I think that's where, again, it go, it has to be personal, between you know, if it's me dating you, Mm -hmm. then when I have, when we start to get to that point where we're building a connection and we start to explore those things, it is very important for me to be very eyes open okay. and said, okay when i if i go and visit your church and they have a statement of beliefs that i take that and read it
1: that's right that's right you know, cuz i was non denominational
0: exactly yeah. and i and they t- and i take that and read it and if i read something or hear something in a message or or whatever and i see that that is totally counter to what i believe then okay that's something we got to figure out is just who's going to who's going to move which way
1: True. Because
0: if you're expecting me to move that way and I, I don't think that's good for me, then now the relationship's starting to fracture. And honestly, if either of us are unwilling to move, then the relationship probably <laughs> needs, needs to, to fracture. And that's yeah. what people unless you're married, failure is an option. Yes. <laughs> failure is an option. And I think that's one thing people, you know, they think, Oh, if I say want to say
1: that one more time. Unless Unless you're, you're married,
0: married, failure is an option. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing people think again, that unequal part, okay. well, if I'm not she doesn't see me as equal to her in our beliefs, so now she's trying to look down on me. No, it's just different, mm-hmm. and guess what? that person may be different, but God may have the same person coming for you, that person that will have the same with you, mhm-. So don't force things.
1: Mm-mm.
0: You don't force it no. because if you force it, you're going to end up in a bad situation. Right. You know, it's a lot of times it's like me trying to do um, DIY projects around the house. <laughs> I'll get to a place where, you know, this, this screw is just not fitting yeah. or whatever. And I'm going to just force it in there. And next thing I know, I've stripped the screw and now I've ruined the whole project because right. I tried to force something. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I would have taken the screw out and found the one that really fit, mm-hmm. now the project ends up going well.
1: Good example. In
0: relationships, if this person is fundamentally different from you, okay, no hard feelings. We just can't agree on that. Hey, we can still, you know, we can still be acquaintances. If I see you, we'll speak. We you can know, be cordial. We, we,
1: we, we, that's That was us in the beginning. Yeah. If, if you didn't like me or if I didn't like something like that, okay, we cool. We just go about our business. We just
0: go about our way. And it's not that you're less than a person. Right. You didn't waste any time either.
1: Mm-hmm. You just
0: learned how to be more analytical in your approach to your relationships. That's true. So, but now we're going to step out a little bit away from the spiritual stuff and into the practical side of it. Okay. If your perspective on how much of your time should be dedicated to your career is different, do you think that's going to affect the relationship?
1: Yes. Why? And I would say yes, because your, your mental focus will be on your job more than it is on that person. Right. And the re and, and. Some people like me, we always, you know, we did the love language book. Mm -hmm. I like quality time. Mm -hmm. I like for you to pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. But your main focus is on job all the time. Mm -hmm. Then I look at, well, we're we're, we're drifting apart. He doesn't Mm -hmm. love me like he used to love me. So, yes, I do see that as an important thing.
0: And see that uh, for, for folks that may be listening that aren't steeped in the spiritual walk, even if you're not a church going you know, person, which we wish you would be, but even if you're not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you're a person who thinks, okay, my work life is my work life, but I value my, my, my family life. And I want to have a strong family life. But then you begin to date someone who is a workaholic mm-hmm. and their, and their aim is to be as successful as they can be in their career achievements, in their income and in their standing in their social circle then you're going to have a problem because you want, you're going to want this person to help you build the family life you want. They're going to be expecting you to help them build the career they want. Those two things don't match, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: but you can work together. Yeah. You can can work together and make it work. And the reason why I'm saying that is in our relationship, I am a home winner. That's Mm -hmm. what I call it. I stay at home with the kids. My husband works, but because I know he is the breadwinner, I help him in propelling him into his career field. But he makes sure he helps me at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. That the kids don't feel, where's daddy? Mm-hmm. Where's daddy? Mm-hmm. Where's daddy? You you balance while I balance at home mm-hmm. to try to make us marry into a healthy relationship.
0: But see, we agree that family was very important. Yes. Even though life may present us different challenges. Right that our family and home life was important. We agreed on that. Yeah. If we didn't agree that the family was the most important thing, mm-hmm. if you were a family oriented person and I was, let me go out here and grind for 14 hours a day, because the only thing that's going to stand is the the status that I achieve. Mm-hmm. That's, we can't make that work. No. We can't. One mm-hmm. person is going to have to give up everything Mm -hmm. they believe to do the other thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually that person is going to become extremely unhappy and it's not going to work. And
1: it's not. So
0: even though the, the way we attack the, our life may have to change as circumstances change, we still agree that family comes first, that everything else supports the family. Mm -hmm. So, but that, so it works. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you, again, this is another aspect of unequally yoked. If our perspectives are different, then we will ultimately be pulling different directions. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Don't ignore what people say. Maya Angelou had a saying, when people show you who Who they they are, are. believe Believe. them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Believe them. If they show you while you're dating that they keep canceling dates because they are staying at work a little bit late, not have to, hey, I'm I'm trying to get this next promotion, so I'm going to have to stay in late this night. And that, that happens once a month or so. Don't believe that person's gonna automatically just stop doing that when you get married. Mm-hmm. No. Now because you're married, they expect you to just be there, yes. so now it's gonna happen more.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Or if it's a woman who is, you know, or I shouldn't say a woman, or if the person wants to, every weekend, their idea of a great weekend is to go to a hotel or a cabin that's secluded and just hibernate all weekend and watch movies. Mm-hmm. But then now you want this person to, hey, let's go to California and go check out the Golden Gate Bridge. Let's travel to Europe and go tour around. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do that. If that's what they, if that's what they see as a good time before you get, you know, as you're growing, they, that's who they are. They're not going to be. A lot of people don't
1: look at those little details.
0: No, they don't. And that's how they end up in relationships, finding themselves unhappy because these people are so different from them. And also, if you have somebody who is high maintenance, Mm-hmm. and you're a person who the simple things make you happy mm-hmm. you might be in that's something you have to consider have
1: to if i'm a person
0: out. who having my yard perfectly manicured is just hey man i i man i cut that grass today that's awesome mm-hmm. but this person they're not happy until they get the newest iphone the newest purse and the newest set of diamond earrings that came out mm-hmm. but now they feel Okay, now y'all are totally different.
1: Or even the guy, newest technology, exactly, like newest car, the or newest motorcycle. car.
0: But you, you're just happy because you just figured out how to make a lemon upside down cake. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: that sounds like me.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's like you. <laughs> So what I'm saying is if it's really simple, mm-hmm. if you're a simple person, not simple as in intelligence, but the simple pleasures give you, you know, bring you pleasure, but this other person, they are very, you know, for lack of a better term, high maintenance and they they seek the high society lifestyle, you got to you got to really look at that. Yes. You're not not that they can't work, Mm-mm. but you have to know, okay, even though we like these different things, are the guiding principles about these things the same?
1: Yes.
0: My mother often says, that the hardest relationship to maintain is a marriage because of the connection it brings between two totally different people. Mm -hmm. You could be raised next door or across the street from each other. And it's, you're still going to be different because you're just different people, Mm -hmm. but you have to know what the guiding fundamental principles are. Are they the same? Are we looking outward in the same direction? Mm -hmm. And if so, then we can move forward. Even though we may we know we may have to pull and tug just to keep going the same direction. We have to make sure we're going the same direction.
1: Okay. Let's ask this last question. Is dating an unbeliever disobedience?
0: Again, it's how strong is that connection you've built? If you're getting to know this person to evaluate, you know, to evaluate where they stand and what they believe, I can't say that's disobedient, Mm -hmm. but when you, again, the Bible talks about fellowship and communion, Mm -hmm. fellowship and communion, Um, is we are bonded through a strong affection, a strong love for each other. And we're sharing each other. We're sharing ourselves at a deeper level with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about communion, that means that we're, that's a common union that we're having. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But if we're trying to figure out, do we even want to hang around each other? I don't think that's disobedient.
1: I don't think so. But now if
0: I get to the place where my life, is tied to your life in a very significant way. Yeah. Now I'm bordering and I'm boarded on the badlands at that point.
1: Okay. Well, you know, Paul mandated being unequally yoked is not a, com- is not in the commandments. Mm-hmm. He brought that out to the church in Corinth mm-hmm. and he talked about it because the people there were confused about how they should live in the world that they were in, mm-hmm. you know, so when we look at those biblical um, scriptures, we need to also look at the background mm-hmm. because some of us are, example, the Church of Corinth, living in the world mm-hmm. that is totally different from what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand what unequally yoked means in our time. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
0: I mean, I, I, again, it's just evaluating deeper than the surface level and looking to see. Can we walk the same? You know, the Bible also says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm -hmm. Do we agree on things on where we're going, Mm -hmm. how we're going to get there and what is important for us to carry? Mm -hmm. If you don't agree on those fundamental questions, then chances are you can't walk together. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing. If you're starting a business with someone, Yes. If you we're gonna if we're gonna start a cupcake shop. Mm-hmm. If you want to make all chocolate and I want to make all vanilla, then it's gonna need us going into business together. That's true. You know, if you want to be a cash only and I'm trying to do PayPal and 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 Cash, cash App, app mm-hmm. that's you know we gonna we got some fundamental problems. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to the car dealership to shop for cars, mm-hmm. you say we need to buy a family car because we got four kids. I say I want a Corvette. Uh, that okay. That we might be trying to go to the same place. But, but we're not we're taking, not taking the same, same path, things, yeah. so now we got we got some issues there. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of whether it's your spiritual walk, you got to sit back and ask the fundamental things, mm-hmm. the things that will determine our direction, mm-hmm. our goal, and how we proceed, and our values as we proceed. Mm-hmm. If those things are fundamentally different, and no one's, and there are things that are non-negotiable between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Chances are that's not going to work.
1: See, in our relationship, we didn't rush our relationship. Mm -hmm. We dated for, what, two and a half Mm -hmm. years. Some people rush their relationship. Mm -hmm. They date for six months and Mm -hmm. they get married. I'm not knocking that because some people know you are my husband Mm -hmm. or you are my wife. But most cases, you have to learn the person. Mm -hmm. You have to learn who they are deep inside when situations hit the fan mm-hmm. and if you don't know those things you're setting yourself up for some really hard times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so i think that i think that's a good stopping point um there are no absolutes no there are no perfect formulas So I don't want anybody to walk away from this conversation thinking there's a perfect way that this should look or feel or sound Mm -hmm. there um, because there's not. Mm -hmm. But you have to make sure that you when you're building a relationship, whether it be uh, a personal relationship, whether it be a business relationship, anytime you're going to even a friendship, Mm -hmm. when you're going to connect yourself in any significant way to another person, you really have to look at are we. People that can agree on the fundamental principles that are going to guide or are guiding our life, and if not, you really have to make you you have to take inventory and -hmm. say, "Is this worth it?" Right. And in the case of your soul, it's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. You know. So
1: in the case of your happiness, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I could be miserable by myself.
0: Yeah, but if I was by myself, I'd be miserable too, though. I
1: know, right? I'm
0: a, I'm (laughs) a kind of social
1: being.
0: All right.
1: Well, we're going to close this out. We talked about unequally yoked and dating. We went up and down to the side all different ways. And if you have any questions, please feel free to comment, send an email. You know, we'll try to get to them and maybe we might have an episode on those particular questions. But we really appreciate you taking your time to come out and visit with us. And listen to some of the things that we had going on in our relationship and how we can expand on it and give it to you. And you might be able to use something in it. And this is the life of the pride. Your host, Shani Presley and my co-host,
0: Leonard Presley.
1: And we're going to close out with a prayer. Close your eyes and bow your heads.
0: We thank you, Lord, for this conversation. Thank you for this discussion Thank you for the journey we've had so far. Well, bless all of those that are listening, Lord, hopefully they have found something that will give them a little more insight into life and a little, a little bit of a better relationship with you. Bless us until the next time we meet again and bless us all as we travel this road we call life. Amen.
1: Amen.